FYI, this podcast contains spoilers. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 439 of the podcast that goes snicked. snicked. This is King's Ransom. We're going to do a, a bonus episode on the amazing Spider-Man story. This is the, uh, the story that's been running through Nick Spencer's uh, Amazing Spider-Man. And Wolverine shows up in a kind of new Avengers reunion in the conclusion. And he actually gets some lines and some stuff to do. So we're going to spend just a few minutes talking about it. But before we get to that... We gotta do a little bit of the of the build-up. I won't go into too much in detail because this is a not a Spider-Man podcast. <laughs> but um, you know, I definitely want you guys to be able to kind of kind of understand where the story is coming from. And I'm sure even doing this, I'll probably have to bounce back a few times as I get through the issues to just be like, oh yeah, this is because of this. <laughs> but um, basically, the story so far, the main crux of this story. Is, is the follow-up to Last Remains. So, Last Remains, I think we need to know just a little bit about that because it definitely bleeds in to this one. So, alright. Mayor Kingpin. <laughs> Wilson Fisk is the mayor of New York City. Norman Osborne is running Ravencroft Asylum. And then there's this demon gross guy named Kindred who may or may not be a resurrected Harry Osborne. Now, all signs point to that being the case. He's revealed himself as that. I still think there may be some trickery involved. I think it may be a little bit of a uh, an intentional misleading for the readers. But um, anyway, we'll see. Cause there's, and I say that because the only thing that makes me think that, not the only thing, the main thing that makes me think that is that there was a reveal three or four issues ago that has not paid off. Um, a, a discovery Carly Cooper made in the morgue and that really freaked her out. And I'm, I'm wondering if maybe either she actually found Harry's body still, like he still has a corpse, or, you know, some uh, something else that kind of made her want to call Peter Parker, but she was knocked out before she could do it. And that is not that threat has not been picked up yet. I'm sure it will. You know, Spencer's such a good writer, I can't imagine him leaving it hanging too long. I mean, I don't think this is a Claremont situation, right? Where the editor's like, hey, remember that siege you planted like a year ago? We probably ought to water that plant now. <laughs> I don't think it's that. I, th- I think he's just playing, he's playing a different game with his plotting. But anyway, so Kendrick, uh he did the whole thing where he convinced Spider-Man that, you know, you do more harm than good. And Spider-Man is kind of in the dumps about it right now. But then kind of the subplot to that, which is the main plot to King's Ransom, was, you know, the Kingpin was using his power as mayor, you know, to definitely do some things. Um, he's kind of allowed the criminal underworld to still operate, you know, as long as they, you know, work under his, not necessarily guidance, because he doesn't want to have the hands on. It's more of a laissez-faire type thing. But um, anyway, with his blessing. And then part of that, also, he's been looking for these lifeline tablets from the ancient uh, nation, whatever, of Lemuria, which I believe that has Atlantis ties, so they don't really get into that in this story. 
Um, but anyway, these, these tablets uh, apparently, you know, once the fragments are joined together and used correctly, uh, have the power of resurrection. And so the kingpin has been looking to pull these pieces together so he can resurrect his wife Vanessa, of course, you know, the love of his life, the one, one loss he wished he could undo. Now, he also has had a plan B uh, to try to make a deal with the kindred to bring Vanessa back, but, but he spurned her. And so he turned, Kingpin turned on Kindred and now has his him trapped in like this stasis state underneath Darkholm and he's letting Norman kind of work with him. Norman, after the Sin Eater story, <laughs> it gets really complicated, right? Spencer's stories are all very interwoven, like a web, huh? Yeah? Um, Anyway, after the Sinner story, Norman appears to have been purged of his goblin tendencies and really wants to make up and atone for his past. Uh, his conversations with, with Spider-Man have not gone super well because Spider-Man doesn't really trust him, thinks maybe it's a, it's a ruse or maybe just can't, something just can't be forgiven, right? <clears throat> Gwen Stacy. Um, but anyway, part of that, Story two is Norman is talking to his son, or at least what he believes to be his son, in stasis in the form of Kindred and trying to break through to him, to pull him out, to get him to reconcile or whatever. Now, Kingpin doesn't have time for that. Um, you know, Kindred is shut down and is not talking to anyone, so he's enlisted Baron Mordo to come kind of force him back into consciousness in the stasis field. And that's kind of where we pick up an amazing Spider-Man number 65. <laughs> so all that to get here, um, which is King's Ransom part three. And then the finale will be in giant size Sp amazing Spider-Man number one. But uh, 65 is written, of course, uh, like we mentioned, by Nick Spencer. This has art by Federico Vicente... No, not Vicente. Vicentini. And also, Federici, Federico, oh gosh, let me try this all again. The art is by Federico Vicentini and Federico Sabatini. A weird coincidence, I guess. But um, anyway, uh, color is by Alex Sinclair. Uh, letters are by VCs Joe Caramagna. The cover is by Mark Bagley, John Dale, and Brian Reaver. And on this, we just have a whole bunch of people fighting. Um, it looks like the Syndicate and Madame Mask and Tombstone. And just a bunch of people just going to town. It's a pretty good cover. Spider-Man in his new uh, blue and white uh, laser suit <laughs> is, is, of course, front and center. Um, it was interesting because in the in the issue, Madame Mask and Crime Master are teamed up. And on the cover, Madame Mask is punching literally Crime Master's fedora off. Um, so that, that's fun. But anyway, it's, it's a pretty good cover by Bagley um, and company. So, where we pick off is um, Norm, we're in the basement under Ravencroft and Norman's like, enough! You can't do this! And Kingpin's like, dude, I let you run this thing, but you have to do what I say. And he's like, no! Um, you know, I can still be the goblin. You want to push that? And they kind of have a standoff, and then eventually Kingpin relents and tells Mordo, you know, to, to stop. And though, you know, he's got other things in play. He can he's still work on getting the rest of the tablet together. Um, 
Oh, also, uh, see, I told you I remember things. So, Robin Robertson's son and the new Beetle, who happens to be Tombstone's daughter, are dating, but they've been captured. And so now, Tombstone and Robbie Robertson are teaming up to rescue them, which harkens back, because they have a very rich history that goes back to some spectacular Spider-Man stories in the early 90s. Um, I think, maybe like 89, but I'm trying to remember exactly. But it's, you know, during the uh, De Mateus sal Basima arcs, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure that team was on, on at that time. But, um, Anyway, um, but they, they've buried the hatchet, and they actually, as they talk about parenting and their children, realize they have some stuff in common, and maybe the distant past could possibly be water under the bridge. And there's some really interesting some dialogue and camaraderie there. They find their kids who are being held captive by Madame Mask and Crimes Master um, and Goons. Uh, Spider-Man is also looking for them. And of course, Jane Jonah Jameson with his threat and menaces online blog is, uh, you know, tracking Spider-Man. And then the Syndicate show up. The Syndicate is the all-female team um, with the new Scorpion. Um, I don't remember all of them. The White Rabbit, the female Electro. Anyway, the new Beetle is is part of their team, so they've also come to rescue their teammate. Um, even though they advised her to date, to break up with her normie civilian boyfriend and didn't really like that she was dating him, they, they you know, came to rescue her anyway because friends are friends. So all kinds of action ensues. Of course, our kids get free. Spider-Man shows up. Everyone kind of teams up and fights together. Uh, Beetle, who apparently had idolized Madame Mask, uh, takes her aggression out on her when she gets free. And a whole lot of whole lot of fighting going on. Um, you know, Norman Osborn, like I said, convinces Kingpin to kind of call off his dogs. Um, Bullseye has a lead on Boomerang. So Boomerang, like I said, uh, has been Spider-Man's roommate, or Peter Parker's roommate. He does not know the deal there. Um, but he's turned over a new leaf, and there's actually been a really sweet story with him and Gog, who Gog was just kind of a silly, like, early 70s villain, and Nick Spencer's really made him just so likable and interesting and cool. Almost like a, a pet alien uh, for Boomerang. Now, remember, Boomerang was hired originally by the Kingpin to help collect and steal the tablets, but Boomerang betrayed Kingpin, and so Spider-Man has been helping Boomerang try to get the tablets first so they can keep them out of the Kingpin's hands. And Boomerang uh, was able to figure out the location of the last piece but didn't want to endanger Spider, Spider-Man or really endanger Peter Parker who's been helping him. Um, yeah, it's hard to remember what's what there. But um, anyway, didn't want to endanger Peter Parker and so I left a note saying he was going to get the last tablet. But since he's an alien pet... Uh, Gog can track his scent. And so Spider-Man and Gog are going to track Boomerang down, but Kingpin has Bullseye ready to assassinate Boomerang at the end of this issue. And that's something that's maybe worth hanging on to as we work through the finale. But as of right now, there is no order to, for the kill shot. And then our last page is a full-page splash of the new Avengers. 
with Wolverine in the front, Luke Cage behind him, smiling. Wolverine is frowning. Jessica Drew is between them, cracking her knuckles. Then on the concrete objects behind them, we have Iron Fist crouched on one, Spider-Woman sitting on another. That's Jessica Drew, Spider-Woman. And Clint Barton Hawkeye at the top under the moon. It's, it's a pretty nice page um, overall. And Spider-Man has called in some friends to help find Boomerang and the last piece of the tablet before Kingpin can get it and or hurt Boomerang. And so that's going to be that issue. Um, I don't know which Federico was which, and I don't want to disparage either of them. I didn't really love the art. And it, part of it, I wonder if it was really not as much the art itself, but the colors in this situation. And even that, I don't... I, I'm not intending to say the colors are bad. I'm just not sure it's a good match. I don't know. Part of the art felt a little hard to follow. Um, because of the way things were drawn and colored. Because um, it's, it's almost... Parts of it are more traditional. Parts of it seem like a very thin coloring. And I think some of it like, is a lighting attempt. But I don't know. There's... There's a lot going on here that like there's a there's a panel after Bullseye's about to shoot King uh, Bullseye. <laughs> what what am I saying? Boomerang. Too many bees. Uh, Bullseye's about to shoot Boomerang, and there's the bottom panel on the right bottom corner. I'm not even sure what it is. Like it's all in blue shadow, and it's somebody doing something, but I I don't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, it looks like. Like a dark room and the TV, like you're looking from behind the TV set and you see the room lit by the TV. You can't really tell what's going on. But I can't tell what is, it was trying to hide, like if it's supposed to be obscure, what is it obscuring? Because there's no payoff to that either. Um, and not in the next issue either. So I don't really know. Um, so there's some stuff like that where the arts is kind of like, okay, I'm not real sure what's going on. Um, the story was fine. Uh, there were some cool like character moments and dialogue and stuff. But as far as the plot, it definitely seems like the double-sized giant size is really parts three and four, and this is, instead of part three, is really part, like, two and a half. Like, just kind of a, a, a filler issue before we get to the climax, and I don't know. It, it wasn't a bad issue. I've been enjoying Spencer's run so much, it was kind of a letdown in that regard. Um, it's because there wasn't just a whole lot to really sink into. I mean, even the Robinson Tombstone stuff kind of started last issue, and this is just kind of more of it, which is fine. I mean, it's cool. I like it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to give Amazing Spider-Man 65 uh, three out of six claws. But let's move on to giant size Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man number one, the King's Ransom finale. Uh, this, this is, of course, still written by Nick Spencer. Uh, this time the art is by Roge Antonio, with uh, Carlos Gomez and Zay Carlos. Alex Sinclair on colors again. VCs Joe Caramani on letters. And then the cover is also again by Mark Bagley, John Dell, and Brian Reaver. And on this cover, we have Kingpin holding the tablets. I don't know why there's colors. Like, one's, like he's holding the tablets like with his arms out, looking up at the sky. One tablet is glowing blue, and one tablet is glowing red. And so the, the cover is split, like in a blue shade and a red shade. Then on the blue side is Boomerang, and on the red side is Spider-Man. Um, 
it's fine. It's a fine cover. Nothing, nothing wrong with it. <laughs> um, all right. So this one, we start off with our new Avengers reunion on the rooftop, and everyone's like, "Whoa, wait, what? You want us to rescue who? Boomerang's a terrible guy." In fact, they all in unison say in real big letters, "I hate that guy." And um, and Hawkeye's like, "Yeah, I mean, as much as I love a new Avengers reunion or a Defenders reunion, <laughs> it's really funny." Wolverine says, "Can't be Defenders. I never did that." And Hawkeye's like, "Yeah, you did." And Wolverine's like, "Huh." Oh, hell, you're right. <laughs> and, of course, fans of the podcast, we not that long ago covered uh, the Secret Defenders uh, launch, which included Wolverine. So that's timely to our flashback episode, flashback episodes as well. Um, but even then, they're like, well, I don't know. Like, we got to draw the line. Like, we want to help you out, but we're not sure rescuing Boomerang is really in the best interest and Spider-Man tells him how he's changed how he's turned over a new leaf he's a good guy and then they're all kind of like oh we're just kidding we'll help you (laughs) and they're just giving him a hard time and they do give him a hard time about being a loner and he even talks about you know I have times where I I make these really good friendships and then I often neglect them because of my own problems and you know kind of your your typical Spider-Man angst um, that he can never really grow out of um Anyway, then all the mob bosses are converging on this last piece of the tablet, and they decide, wait a second, Kingpin tipped us all off. He's hoping we all kill each other. What if we join together instead? And, you know, ha-ha. And so, yeah. Um, And then, (laughs) there's also, sorry, one more. The pages are a little bit out of order. So one more kind of funny part about them giving Spidey a hard time before they agree to help him. They're like, how... How do we know um, who you really are? And Wolverine says, yeah, maybe you got your brain swapped with Doc Ock. And uh, Hawkeye says, or maybe you got corrupted by an alien symbiote. And Jessica uh, Jones is like, oh, I got one. Maybe Craven the Hunter stole your costume. <laughs> and Spider-Man's like, all right, there's a theme here. <laughs> and Luke Cage said, says, there's always something with you. That's the theme. Um, but yeah, but of course, you know, they, they do say that there's been some reunion dinners already, and he misses them, and Wolverine's like, yeah, you never checked your email, and Spider-Man's like, what dinners? And Wolverine says, they're in the email. Uh, it's just kind of funny banter between the uh, the new Avengers, but they do agree to help him, and they jump off the roof with an Avengers assemble. Wolverine looks pretty great behind Luke Cage diving off the roof. Um... There's a nice double-page splash of them fighting all the mob bosses and bad guys. Um, Mr. Negative looks great. Luke Cage looks great. Uh, Wolverine looks great, of course. Uh, Hawkeye, you know, Iron Fist, they all they look really fantastic. Um, it's a nice double-page spread. Um, and then, of course, the heroes are like, hey, we'll take care of these guys. You go get the tablets. So Spider-Man goes into the sewer. It's where they originally found Gog. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson reveals this, like, new uh, threats and menaces event. You know, not only social media, but you can be involved. And much like um, Spencer's Craven story, where um, they they let people, like, bid to, like, have these, take over these drones to hunt all the animal-themed characters... Uh, J. Jonah Jameson has repurposed some spider slayers uh, and and people from the T- Threats and Menaces site 
can take over the, the drone spider sweaters and help Spider-Man fight. Uh, which, of course, it does not go perfectly. And they even start fighting each other, which, of course, you know, drives Spider-Man crazy and gets under... and gets uh, J. Jonah Jameson's goat. Um, Spider-Man finds Boomerang. Boomerang's trying to get the last tablet, but, of course, he fails. And Spider-Man's like, well, you know what? They have a heart-to-heart. You know, Boomerang's like, you know, I tried to be a hero, but I just keep messing up and hurting people. And Spider-Man's like, whoa, 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 time out. I'm the same, man. I know you think I got it all together, but I don't. Like, I, I struggle with this. I struggle with my my identity as Spider-Man, putting the people I love at risk and in danger. And I've lost people, and I've almost lost even more people. But that is interrupted by the Boomerang Revenge Squad, which is uh, Speed Demon, Hydro Man, and, and Shocker, who looks great. Uh, by Rose Antonio, um, and they've come to get the revenge on Boomerang because they he was on their crew to steal the tablets until he betrayed them. And so now they they want to get that back. And there's another nice full page splash of of them all fighting. But of course, Boomerang and Spider-Man team up. They web up the bad guys. And they agree they're going to figure this out. And Boomerang's like, well, we got all. We're, we were missing two pieces. The one we're trying to get right now and the one that Kingpin already has. And Spider-Man's like, never you mind. I got it. And he had gotten Black Cat to steal the Kingpin's piece of the tablet. And of course, she's successful because she's the best thief in the world besides maybe Gambit. Um, and I always say that. And she's probably better. I just I had to get my Gambit plug in there. Um... Anyway, so she actually shows up right on time, right on cue, with the tablet. And so then the last piece is like embedded in this piece of wall in the sea where Spider-Man climbs up. He's going to try to get it. And this figure shows up, this ghostly figure, uh, a Lemurian ghost, and says, you know, only the pure of heart may gather all the pieces and use the tablet. So we need a true hero. And Boomerang's like, all right, I guess we'll see. Spider-Man's like, no, 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 wait, 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 wait. Dude, you've been doing great. You've turned over a new leaf. You've been doing awesome. I believe you really are a hero now, but maybe we don't don't test it because I don't want anything bad to happen to you if, if she if this ghost judges you not to be a hero. But then, of course, even Spider-Man, as he, as he approaches, has his own doubts. Um, and then he decides to turn off his feed to the the TMZ. So I don't know if that'll have you know long lasting fallout uh, in the next coming issues but um anyway he he's back in his regular red and blue suit or red and black depending on how you want to interpret it and um he, he approaches and they, the ghost gives him the tablet but he's knocked out by speed demon then he's shocked by the shock and he's like well what happened and he looks up and boomerang is gone and he tries to swing away, but he gets taken out by Hydro Man. Then he sees Boomerang with the tablet and blacks out. Then he wakes up in his apartment uh, with Black Cat. She didn't come back to find him. And Boomerang left a note. And turns out Boomerang all along had this plan. Because he found out about the prophecy to get the last tablet. And knew they needed a hero to get the pieces and obviously then the plan becomes well we got to trick a hero well he went really elaborate um when he found out that peter parker was looking for a roommate and knew that, that peter parker was like spider-man's photographer and pal or whatever uh you know spider-man's pal peter parker um 
It came up when the whole ruse to become his roommate and gain his trust, hoping that would involve him with Spider-Man, and then if nothing else, he can at least, you know, Peter Parker can put a good word in for him, and he can trick Spider-Man, and he get the tablet, and it all paid off somehow. And he says, you know, in the letter, like, you know, the, the problem with this is actually not all of it was an act. Like, I actually really enjoyed getting to know you, Peter, and being a roommate, and I even kind of like Spider-Man, but at the end of the day, I gotta be me, and you gotta be you, and that's, that's kind of all we can do. And then we show Boomerang back at, a, at the bar with no name, with his crew, and everyone's all happy, and he's like, yeah, 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 but then, of course, he, he does the whole, the whole classic thing, he's like, celebrate, celebrate, and then he kind of looks down, and to himself, is like, oh, yeah, back where I belong. Then the new Avengers show up at the apartment, and Spider-Man's like, oh, I'm sorry, I know I vouched for him, and he betrayed me, and thus y'all, and I'm sorry, and that's that. Then the king, then the twist at the end, so the kingpin puts the towers together, but he says, and I realize after Kendrick refused my offer, he said, do you even think your wife wants to come back to you? And he's kind of been dwelling on that, and he decides, no, your dying wish was to have your son back. So instead of bringing you back, I'm going to bring back your son. And the end is Kingpin resurrecting the Rose. And it's a great page. It looks fantastic. Um, and that's that. So the art was better, for sure. And the story was, was better. Um, the only thing that I thought was kind of weird, because I, I did put a pin in from issue 65, is this part where Kingpin hires... Bullseye to take out Boomerang. And so, was Kingpin not in on the plans? I find that a little hard to believe. And if he wanted to, I understand, right? Because he even says in the letter to Peter that, like, you know, the Kingpin had to make it look real and rough us up. So I feel like the Kingpin wasn't on it. And the times that they were attacked was like to build goodwill with Peter Parker and thus Spider Man. And all that makes sense. But the him hiring Bullseye is not, like, public. Like, no one sees that except for him. So it seems kind of weird then that he would... Unless, you know, he was just making sure that Boomerang didn't really turn over a new leaf. Maybe that's it, right? That's his insurance. You know, Boomerang's playing this real well. Maybe he's playing it too well. Maybe it's too much of an, too good of an act, right? And he really is getting soft, and so I'll, I'll have to kill him. So maybe Bullseye was his insurance. That, that probably makes the most sense. Um. Anyway, I enjoyed I thought Wolverine was really great in this issue. He didn't have a whole lot to do, but he had enough. And he had some lines, some good lines, and some good fight scenes. Um, I thought the art was better. It's just cleaner. Um... So maybe it probably wasn't just the colors since Sinclair did both issues. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm going to give uh, Giant Size Amazing Spider-Man King's Ransom number one uh, five out of six claws. I, I think it's kind of closer to on par with what I've enjoyed about Nick Spencer's run. And, you know, it, it is a nice conclusion to the story. I kind of been worried about what happened to Gong. I know that uh, uh, Peter left him with Mary Jane once he kind of tracked boomerang to the last location and he took him to Mary Jane real fast before he came back. And there's a lot of there's a lot of like, oh, this is where I need to be. Let me go do something and come back real fast. You know, like like the plot just pauses. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not a perfect story, but it's a really fun story. And I, I feel kind of bad that 65 was a little bit of a letdown, but um, uh, the finale was, was really good, really fun. So, 
that's it. That's our bonus episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, next up will probably be another bonus episode. Um, as then we'll uh, get to some more flashback stuff. Has some really cool stuff coming up with that. And then of course we'll, we will very soon have the Excalibur's back to talk about new books. And all that'll be great. So, as always, for the podcast that goes Snit, you can like the Facebook page. Twitter is at Snitcast. And show notes and stuff are at uh, snitcast.podbean.com. And until next time, everyone, please stay safe and well out there. Uh, be smart, be kind, continue to wear a mask. And um, yeah. All right. Well, hugs and snicks, everyone. Bye bye. And snacked. <laughs>